Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor, Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Good day, Mark. Hi, Mike. You know, we're both of the, the generation that we've seen an awful lot of, of treatments uh, for obesity uh, come uh, and go. Uh, some uh, go because they cause injury. Others go because they turn out not to be very effective. There are a number of FDA-approved medications that can be used for the treatment of uh, obesity. Of course, uh, all of these medicines require a more holistic approach to weight loss, including healthy eating and physical activity and behavior modification. Listeners will know that uh, thinking on obesity has evolved. This is a complex disease that's simply uh, more uh, detailed and, and complex than a lack of willpower or simply an excess consumption of calories. We know that obesity is associated with lots of, of physical uh, comorbidities, but also some psychological ones like poor self-esteem and a higher risk of depression. We have some very important new surgical approaches, but there are also some medications that have been used to treat obesity. The decision to initiate drug therapy in people considered overweight should be made only after consideration of the risks and benefits and goals of the drug therapy and careful decision-making with patients. There has been the publication of a, a study called the STEP-8 trial, which showed that glucagon-like peptide uh, uh, GLPT-1 receptors, things like liraglutide and sumagliptide, have uh, been approved for the treatment of obesity. But all the medicines that have been pr promoted have side effects. So you found a poem that really is very interesting. It sort of compares different medications. And w the question is, do any of them work? It was published in Lancet in 2022. It starts on page 259. It attempts to answer the clinical question, are any medications effective for weight loss and improving health among obese and overweight adults? Mark, what did this study find? Yeah, it was a, a well-done meta-analysis, and they searched the several usual databases for randomized trials of various medicines to promote weight loss in overweight or obese adults. They included any study that compared a medication with lifestyle modification with or without a placebo arm. They also had to report weight loss-related data um, in order to do the comparison and quality of life, but they didn't have to report other health outcomes. Ultimately, they found 143 unique studies with over 49,000 participants, about three quarters of whom were women. The median length of the trials was only 24 weeks, so not a lot of very long-term studies. The authors identified a high risk of bias due to protocol deviations and missing outcome data in the studies, and they did have concerns as well about how adverse events were counted. Uh, this was a network meta-analysis. They were able to compare drugs to each other indirectly as well as directly. And their final conclusion was that fenteramine topiramate, which is quismia, is the uh, kismia, quismia, I don't know how, to, how you say that, Q-Y-S-M-I-A, was the most effective medicine <clears throat> in achieving both 5% and 10% weight loss, followed by GLP-1 receptor agonists, the tides like Bieta, Ozempic, uh, Trulicity, and followed after that by naltrexone, bupropion. And that drug, the I'm sorry, the trade name for that one is Contrave. And um, so they also looked at uh, adverse events. The adverse events 
um, were highest with naltrexone bupropion, followed by fenteramine topiramate, and then the GLP-1 receptor agonists and orlistat. Uh, quality of life was improved more with the fenteramine topiramate, followed by, again, naltrexone bupropion and the GLP-1 drugs. They report that compared with lifestyle mod modification, medications cause greater degrees of lower hemoglobin and lipid levels, but not blood pressure. So they, they did have some impact on surrogate markers, but they really didn't uh, report other important outcomes like mortality, cardiac events, the sort of patient-oriented uh, outcomes we normally are interested in. Um, so bottom line, several medications, uh, fenteramine topiramate, GLP-1 agonists, and naltrexone bupropion help patients achieve short-term weight loss. The number needed to treat for 10% weight loss is three, which is pretty good. Uh, quality of life scores are improved. We don't know about um, major cardiovascular events and other uh, health outcomes. Listeners will be sort of scratching their head and think that with a number needed to treat of three, perhaps for 10% weight loss, that's a pretty significant amount of weight. Although admittedly, uh, it was only a 24-month study. If we believe the statistics, huge percentage of American adults are, are overweight, a smaller but still large percentage are obese. Is this something that we should uh, begin to get comfortable using? Well, you know, I was certainly raised and taught to try to avoid these kind of me right. medications to help people lose weight, but that was in an era when they were amphetamines and they were, um, you know, habit forming and they had lots of other adverse side effects. And we also knew that the, there was not long-term data to support their use. I think the missing piece here is the kind of long-term data. Is this something a patient is committed to having to be on the rest of their life, or is it something that they can take for a, a year or two, lose some weight, and then keep it off? And so, um, you know, these drugs aren't cheap. They're in the several hundred dollars a month range. I think if I were to choose one, it would probably be a GLP-1 receptor agonist, which had a good number needed to treat of three, and the least uh, harms in terms of discontinuation that had the least people who uh, discontinued due to adverse effects. So, you know, I think that's one, that would be the first one I'd consider. And particularly as it's already recommended as one of the, as one of the second drugs you would use in a patient with diabetes. And often we're going to be most concerned about our obese patients with diabetes. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. Uh, we'll, we'll talk with you again in a week. Sounds good, Mike. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. Thank you.